Does Auburn have some positive momentum on the recruiting trail heading into Big Cat Weekend? Let's see. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Hey, it's a recruiting Thursday, and I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And the GOAT of covering all things recruiting, John Garcia of Sports Illustrated, also Locked On Recruiting Insider, here to join us as he does every recruiting Thursday. And, and let's start things off, John. You know, Big Cat Weekend, it's it's always been a, a big weekend for Auburn recruiting every summer, with the exception of last year due to COVID restrictions and things like that. It's always a big deal. And that's coming up towards the end of July. What are you hearing about this when you're talking to recruits, when you're talking to other folks in the business? Is there any buzz about this weekend? You know, Big Cat is one of the, I would say, trend-setting, non-football-type recruiting events. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a non-recruiting recruiting recruiting event, if that makes sense. Very much family-oriented, food-oriented, pie-eating contest, really laid back and, and, and kind of created what has now become a, a huge trend for this little July bubble that is available for visits once this dead period ends, I believe on the 24th, it's these schools trying to get kids on campus without asking them to work out basically. And, and it is a casual event that is focused more on relationships and, and the people involved. And I think schools have approached it in very different ways. Auburn has always utilized it as a way to bring back commitments, certainly, and you expect Certainly the, the local ones to, to be back, you know, whether it's yeah. Braden Joyner, Carmelo English, Jeremiah Cobb, et cetera. You expect them to come back and hang out and, and maybe become peer recruiters. But it's also kind of the spring forward to the next class. It's, it's kind of the, hey, this is a junior day in the summer as opposed to January or February, where your priorities for, for 2024 can now get more face time with Brian Harson, with some of these assistant coaches, Cadillac Williams, Jimmy Brownball, et cetera. Uh, to, to get a little bit more understanding of where they may sit uh, on the early uh, 2024 Auburn board. So I think that is yeah. what seems like it, it is the focus uh, going forward, certainly getting some of the younger in-state talent. We, we talk about the in-state pool all the time. It, it's loaded in 23, 24 is looking really good right. here early on. Uh, so I think that's going to be the major plot uh, for Big Cat Weekend 2022 is, is trying to move forward. Because obviously in June, you're able to focus on most of your 2023s, right? A lot of official visits, a lot of uh, of shuffling, if you will, with, with that group. So this is a way to transition a little bit to 2024, although there's plenty of work to be done in 23. Well, and it sounds like it's going to be an exciting weekend because there's been a few years now in a row where there hasn't been a commitment at Big Cap. And it used to be just like if you showed up, there was like a 25% chance you were going to be committing by the end of the weekend. That energy's kind of gone. Well, it sounds like there was a silent commitment earlier this week. Um, some of the recruiting staff and some of the assistant coaches did their whole bat signal thing of, hey, somebody's committing, you know, the eye emojis, you know, watch out. And then a, a report came out from uh, from Auburn Rivals that 
silently committed, but they're going to announce it at Big Cat Weekend. And, I mean, is that something that you've seen before where it's like, okay, one kid commits and somebody that's maybe on the fence like, ah, screw it, I'm going to commit too. Is that is that something that you see? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a festive kind of weekend. And, and, yeah, you're kind of looking around like, what was your meeting with Harson like? Well, mine was like this. Oh, I actually committed. Oh, really? Uh, well, I'll retire my list. I mean, this is something, this is a younger group, right? These are, what? 16 year olds uh, at the oldest at this stage of, of, yeah. of their recruitment. So yeah, they're a little bit younger, a little a lot bit of more emotions, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a easy way to jump in your family's with you. Mm-hmm. There's like no pressure football wise. You're not, you know, with cleats on running around the, the practice fields. It's, it's real casual and it, it just creates that setting. And again, the timing of it, it's right before August, right? Right before everybody starts whatever preseason camp, looks like for their high school or college or even the NFL, everyone's just kind of looking at that as the last hurrah of normalcy before it's it's all business. So I think that creates another semi-level of urgency where kids are are closing in on, on verbal commitments. And also you got to remember these rising juniors, so 2024, they're seeing literally hundreds of rising seniors make verbal commitments, right? right. So it's, it is natural to begin to say, well, I wonder what my commitment day will look like, you know, so you start pairing things like that together and just um, as a human, you, you kind of you want to follow, you want to jump in and join that that party, if you will. So if you're particularly an in-state recruit and a guy who is emerged already as a freshman or a sophomore at the high school level, you've got that Auburn offer, those stars can align pretty quickly. And I, I think getting back to normal, like you said, on a traditional Big Cat weekend with a lot of people, a lot of food, a lot of fun, uh, it's just kind of a natural way to to see who who's ready to jump on board and or find out where you stand early in the process. So, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a commitment this time around. Yeah, no, that, that'd be fun for sure. All right, so um, as far as guys who could commit, um, an Auburn target is committing this weekend, John. Yeah, 11 o'clock Central Time on Sunday. Jelani Thurman, this massive tight end, like 6'5". I mean, really, really massive frame. Um, He's put out a top eight list a long time ago. He never really updated it, but he's taken official visits to Auburn, Bama, Michigan State, and Ohio State. What are Auburn's chances with this kid? Auburn's been in in this race for for quite some time. We talk about the pipeline states for the Tigers all the time. Georgia, the Atlanta area. I mean, that's... You could make the argument that that's ground zero, that that's where the Auburn recruiting footprint truly begins. Mm -hmm. So Thurman is right in that bubble at at Langston Hughes High School. Uh, He's a longtime target. He's not, you know, one of these late risers. So basically from the time Harson and his staff were put in place, you know, he he became a target. And that that reciprocation uh, only increased thereafter. Like you said, he took the official visit. Uh, and, and we thought this would be kind of a clear SEC battle, but Georgia never really hit the gas because they have a thousand tight ends anyway. Right. Um, Alabama's been in and out here. So it, it seemed like, especially early, that Auburn could could really break into this recruitment. And then it started getting more national. Ohio State, like you mentioned, Michigan State has gotten involved yeah. here. Uh, and, and there's some other schools in that top eight that are interesting tight end wise, like an old Miss, if you will. Sure. But he didn't take the official. And then there's really no time left in between now and his verbal commitment. So it would be surprising if it wasn't one of the four that you listed. And like I said, not sure where Alabama is with him at this moment. 
And then the Big Ten, those two Big Ten schools are intriguing, but they are what they are. So I, I think Auburn is in a solid position here. I'm, I'm not calling it for the Tigers, but it seems like he's torn. It, it seems like there are multiple schools that have at least a solid level of confidence. And that yeah. usually means that the kid just kind of doesn't know at, at this point, which is okay. I believe it's right. his birthday, so he wants to ramp up to to that date uh, on the 17th. So understandable. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure if Jelani knows exactly where he's headed at this point. But look, we know what Brian Harkson wants to do. And I think that's the clear thing. Tight and heavy recruiting. They signed an SI-99 recruit at the position last year with the kid out of Nebraska, Riley Ducker. This is going to be a position of priority pretty much always under Brian Harkson. So I think that is something that's appealing. Thurman is known as a jumbo receiver type, but his frame suggests he can become a more traditional balanced type of tight end. So I could see where that development could be intriguing at Auburn relative to some of these other programs. I mean, Michigan State, Ohio State, they're not chucking it to the tight end a whole lot these days. Alabama in years past has, like I said, if Georgia was involved, you certainly take a step back collectively because they've become tight end you in, in right. short order. Um, but but those, those aren't present at this time. So I do think that Auburn's got a legitimate shot to stay in this race until the end. And, and I, I think it's a little too early to predict it, but they're, they're going to stay in that mix. And you mentioned Langston Hughes, his high school teammates with, with current commit Terrence Love. I mean, d- yep. does that, does that, how, how important is that in his decision? Well, and, and Love is this, this hybrid defender, safety outside linebacker type that I guarantee you they go against each other you're right. uh, every day in practice. Uh, one of my colleagues was was out there in the spring and, and noted both of them going against each other on a couple of reps and sent me some video. So you know that resonates. I mean, I, I think, again, when we talk about the Atlanta area with Auburn, yeah. I think people outside of the SEC footprint don't realize how important that Metro is to Tiger success. You know, when, when Auburn's rolling, it's some of his best players are, are Atlanta natives. Uh, so I do think that resonates with him. The teammate committed is important. They got a young guy uh, at quarterback who's a big target as right. well for the Tigers. So you you could almost uh, build a, a little bit of a Langston Hughes pipeline to, to Auburn. And that program has consistently had top level prospects. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, it wouldn't. No, it would not, John. Um if only Auburn can get some of their offensive tackles. But uh, speaking of, of offensive linemen, Auburn continues to uh, to make a push for an offensive lineman that is committed to another school. We'll get John's thoughts on that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's, it's so tough to just go to a store and they actually have the part that you need, the brand that you need for the make and model of the vehicle that you drove there in. Just go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. It's going to be easy to navigate throughout the website, and pretty confident the part will cost a lot less if you order from rockauto.com. So, once again, go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection or reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. John Garcia. All right, Bo Hughley committed to Georgia, supposedly a hard commit, but Auburn folks keep kind of picking at him, and it seems like uh, it seems like he's paying attention to what Auburn has to say. One hundred percent. First of all, this is a towering human being. Massive. I interviewed him at, at the Atlanta Under Armour camp, and I'm not the tallest guy in the world, but wow, uh, six seven is legit for, for Bo. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. 
Uh, interesting kid, D lineman who switched over to offense and, and brings some of that grunt mentality, elite run blocker. Obviously, the frame is how you draw it up, 6'7", 285, 290 or so. Best football well ahead of him. But he's an offensive tackle, and obviously with Auburn, that's a big deal. And George is interesting. Obviously, in-state school for him. You know, he's he's another Langston Hughes guy. Yeah. And he is. Uh, he committed, though, in the fall. So before Georgia's title run and while Matt Luke was the offensive line coach. And everyone recognizes, that, you know, that Luke was one of the better O-line coaches in the country. And then obviously that was reflected on the field as well as in recruiting. So sure. once, you, once you transition, not that easy to, to maintain – that same level of commitment and even back in february march the first school he talked about with me that day was was auburn he, mm. he said look i'm going to take visits he said tennessee i think he said florida but auburn was the first school that he mentioned and he said i got to get back over there um you know he's understanding of of his priority level relative to that position as opposed to georgia which has recruited o-line about as well as anybody so i think if if he is one who is prioritizing early playing time. I do think that could become a thing uh, for the Auburn angle. They have maybe the most experienced or at least oldest offensive line in the country this year. So that means a lot of turnover. Totally. Uh, and naturally, you're going to have some young guys next year that need to play pretty early, pretty quickly w without some experience. So that could be appealing for Bo. Uh, not the same path that Georgia, understandably. He took the Auburn official visit in June. Maybe he comes back, but he's got at least one teammate looking like he might visit for Big Cat. So you wonder if he just jumps in the car and makes what nine, that 90 minute drive or right. so uh, down to the plains. I mean, that could be huge uh, for AU. Georgia got him back on campus late in June, and, and you know they're trying to hold on here. But let's, I got to be honest, the, the transition beyond Matt Luke hasn't been great for Georgia up front. They, they lost Rakeez McElderry to Alabama, who flipped a couple weeks ago. They right. haven't been recruiting at that Georgia level still very yeah good. poor Georgia not like yeah right not like oh we like him okay he's committed it's right. not that simple and, anymore so uh, with these long-standing commitments there's just more time for them to continue to explore and like I said with Bo that's been the plan for six seven months yeah. already so you know he's going to get to the planes for for a game you know he's going to continue to try to get out there before all is said and done come national signing day in December. So he's absolutely a priority for Will Friend and company, and he should be. This is something that works optically. Yep. It certainly fills a position of need, and, and it offers something that Georgia cannot in terms of the turnover that's going to happen at the position. So yeah, Bo Hewley is, is absolutely a guy to keep in mind, maybe at the top of your mind, if you're an Auburn football fan. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. One, what it means, you're getting somebody from Georgia, and then two, Position of need, so double whammy there. Uh, so every week in, in the Lockdown Auburn Discord, John, uh, I ask folks, hey, who do you guys want me to ask John about or any kind of specific topic? And one of the first responses, and I, and I didn't write their name down, I, I apologize, but why is FSU beating Auburn on the recruiting trail? What In your mind, what is FSU able to offer that Auburn cannot? You know, I, I think this is this has been so interesting, right? I mean, this recruitment has has had a lot of twists and turns, and, and there's no doubt that Florida State's got momentum here. I, I do think, look, Brock's a Memphis kid. Mike Norvell came from Memphis. That staff is incredibly familiar with recruiting uh, that area and territory, and, and they see a fit with Brock Glenn, who you know is is, is a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Certainly works well off platform and. And his best ball is, is well ahead. I think when you talk about, again, like we just talked about with Bo, 
the path to playing time at at O-line is right there for Auburn. At quarterback at FSU, beyond Jordan Travis, there's just a whole lot of we don't know. We don't know what that room looks like. So if that becomes a bigger priority for Brock, I do think that Florida State is appealing. And and I think it's important to note Kenny Dillingham. Uh, That relationship was being built at FSU before he left to Oregon. And during that transition, there was a little bit of a gap in communication, right, as Brock was starting his ascent. But they picked it right back up when they decided they wanted to take two quarterbacks. They ended up offering him in the spring and have been pretty consistent on him since, uh, including hosting him for an official visit. So, well, well John, it's, it's, kind it's, of it's the Brock that old moniker of the longer it went, the harder it was going to be for Auburn in, in my mind. Well, it's the Brock Glenn battle, but also, you know, the Keldrick Falk thing. I think that really, really impacted a lot of folk, Auburn folks that cover recruiting. Um, yeah, it's just odd to me because it's not like FSU's coaching situation is extremely stable. So, like, they can't pitch that negatively about Auburn. I I, I don't know if their NIL situation is better or, or, or what it is, but it seems like it just seems like it's not a better situation to me, FSU versus Auburn. Maybe I'm looking at that through orange and blue glasses, John, and please call me out if I am, but I just don't really get the uh, – I don't get the disparity between the two programs. I think it's similar. Yeah, I think both coaching staffs got a lot on their plate and a lot at stake this year. Yeah. And, and 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 especially with what they're known for, both coaches are quarterback guys who played quarterback. I mean, it, it is just kind of almost a parallel to me. I do think Florida State has more momentum on the trail. Right. They, they've been obviously they've won some head to head battles with Auburn. They just got Lucas Simmons on Monday, one of the top offensive tackles in the country who says he's going to recruit immediately uh, for FSU. And and I think there's a little bit more urgency for the Seminoles too, because in their state, two of the three or four hottest programs in recruiting are Miami and and Florida. Uh, And they're right, you know, in that state as, as primary rivals. So I think there's a little bit more urgency for Florida state to get it right sooner in the off season ahead of, of the season starting because of the uncertainty yeah. thereafter. But I don't think it's a much better situation than Auburn. And I don't think Auburn is a much better situation than Florida State right now. I think yeah. they're both in a similar boat, which is what makes Glenn's decision so fascinating. You've got those two parallels. Ohio State's you know, way up here, especially at quarterback. And then TCU and LSU are under new administration. So he's got He's got quite the gamut of options to consider. So when you sit back and look at it from a football or perception standpoint, yeah, a lot of it might not make sense when you're turning down a Mike Leach and you're turning down a UVA. You know, some of these schools that at least coaching wise have a little bit more benefit of the doubt than than some of the contenders that are still in it. But he's not ready to pick just yet. So it could it could twist and turn back the other way before it's all said and done. John, I want to ask you about another quarterback in just a moment. But I, I got to tell tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. You can go to Built.com and you can check out a ton of different flavors. And look, they're turning more and more of their normal Built Bars into Built Puff options, which you've heard me t- say before. I like the Puff options more than the just the traditional protein bar. They're both very good, but I like marshmallow. What can I say? And one of these, uh, one of their best sellers is the Coconut Brownie um, chunk, and they have now turned that into a puff. So if you want to check that out or any other flavor that they have to offer, and there's a ton, they're all delicious. They're all covered 100% in chocolate, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, what's not to love. You can go to built.com, and when you make your purchase, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 
for 15% off. That is at built.com. All right, John, just uh, just another minute or two with you here, but um, there's been a lot of excitement growing around Air Noland, Prentice Noland, um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Langston Hughes. We should just be locked on Langston yeah. Hughes at this point, but I, I think, um, I don't know, this guy seems to be legit, and he seems to be pretty interested in Auburn. Yeah, one one of the better uh, 2024 yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, 2024 guy. I think seen. that's important to mention. Yep. Yeah, th- this this offseason, uh, big lefty, real smooth delivery uh, for, for a young prospect. And like you said, another Langston Hughes player that Auburn is targeting. And, and look, I think this is all by design. You know, you're apexing for a lot of these guys at the right moment. You've got one committed, one is committing on the 17th. You're trying to flip another one, and then you're trying to build for the future with – the guy who might be the best one when, when yeah. all is said and done. When you when you play, first of all, he plays for Cam Newton seven on seven. Hello, talk Love about it. connections. Love that. When your nickname is Air, like how cool is that? There, there's there's one guy that comes to mind when your nickname is Air, right? I mean that even to be to have the gravitas to to be good with that says something about your confidence. But yeah, I think he's he's Jackson a, Dart is the only other quarterback name better than that. Yes, that's a good ja- point. Jackson Dart, uh, that's that's a great name. That is just a great name when, for a quarterback. When, when you've got 20-plus scholarship offers this early, you, yeah. you can absolutely play. Uh, again, Langston Hughes will be loaded and, and have high expectations this fall. And, and there's reason to believe that Auburn, especially understanding the uncertainty with their 2023 quarterback board, can start to maybe look forward to 24. We've seen other programs do that with success. Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback committed right now, but they got a 24. Um, we just saw Notre Dame pick up a 24 commitment without having a 23 commitment. So it's not the worst thing in the world to look at. South Carolina is in that same boat with a 24 pledge and no pledge in 23. So there is an, again, we talked about it with big cat weekend. These kids look around, they they see these guys making decisions. And sometimes that carries over into some of their emotions. And look, as far as we know, Norland will be at big cat weekend and he'll probably be the headlining visitor for Big Cat Weekend. So again, when that Langston Hughes car rolls down to the plains, who gets in the car? That's that's a storyline in and of itself. But we know Norland will be there, and I would imagine Love as a commitment yeah. will probably be there as well. Yep, yep, yep. John Garcia, how can folks check out everything you have going on, man? Yeah, real simple, si.com slash college. And then uh, we're across social media on all platforms at SI All American. Fantastic. That is John Garcia. The GOAT, joining us as he does every Thursday. Hey, join us tomorrow for a little Ferg Friday action as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer comes on the show to hang out for our last show before SEC Media Days next week. So be sure to check that out. You can read all of my written work at auburndaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.